I love it. It's it's my favorite podcast, and it is the premier podcast for counting, for European orgy stories. It is an outstanding show, and everybody should listen You're- to it. I love it. <laughs> but what I have for you today is much sexier. It is a sexy washer talk. Clint Eastwood like pulls up at the house and like he's like, who wants to sex the mule? I mean, it, a little bit racist. I'm sure it's fine. Brian, how how are you? How are um how are the sweaty men? They're good. I could not find my laptop for like 20 minutes <laughs> because I forgot that I hit it <laughs> and I forgot where I hit it. So Ryan, you're in a new house. You know, I'm I'm seeing a a Texas Longhorn logo behind you. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. I was ugh. gross. Ryan's like got the biggest poop eating is, grin right now. So this will be Jonah's room that I'm in. Okay, but we can't use the downstairs right now. So, um, well, we can. It's not good if we walk on where the hardwood floors are being installed. If we walk on them and that spreads them out, and then they have to do it over. <laughs> Question: Who's paying for these? things is it your sister or i'm sorry rosa's sister okay so who cares if it takes you know (laughs) well i suppose you want them out of the house yeah well but but do do you want the sweaty the worker worker men the worker men the the muscular better better question i don't don't know what the uh sound (laughs) dampening better better question does rose want them out of the house I'll have to. I mean, she pretends <laughs> that she pretends that she does. She pretends but she's that. also just like dropping things and like picking them up and looking over her shoulder. Ryan, question. So you're in a, a new house that's I, I would assume has a decent sized yard. Mm-hmm. Have you considered getting a horse? I would advise against getting a horse because I hear that there is a shortage of horse dewormer right now. <laughs> Can't can I can't I just deworm them myself? How would you do that? You just give, deworm, give them a COVID vaccine. Get up inside there and get the worms out. Manually deworm. Is it is it like a different sort of a reach around? Like reach around from the front <laughs> from the front? It's, it's an it's an up the front. <laughs> it's the San Antonio reach around. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why it's the Alamo. It's called the What's Alamo. What's the uh, my um, connection like? Just fine. Did did the Cox people come by and fix it? That wasn't he- again. That wasn't here. That was where oh, I used to live. Yes. For that. Why are you fixing that internet yeah. connection? Because I was still there that that week at the day, whatever day that that was last week. It, like it, the internet just like stopped. It, it, like you know how when you have cable internet, sometimes the the signal coming from the coax connection can just drop off. Like if a if a splitter goes bad, and your cox. I, I get it. Your cox was broken. The cox was broken on the spectrum of. Good or bad cocks, it was a droopy cocks. Uh, you got a guy came in and fiddled with your cocks, and no, he never did fix it. He said, like, <laughs> he's gonna have to go get like they were gonna have no to run, they were gonna have to run some more line. And I was like, I'm not even gonna be here because he's like, I'm gonna have to come back next week. And I was like, I don't, I don't care at that point. <laughs> he's like, I'll be next, I'll be there next week between Thursday and the next Thursday. And I was like, and you're yeah, like, I'm not playing this game. Just come, yeah, just come, just wait for me. Speaking of cocks, I learned a new insult uh, a few weeks ago. Yeah, I guess it's an insult, but it's not not among friends. It isn't. Uh, so if someone says something that you disagree with, you you just tell them suck a flaccid. And that's it. Suck a flaccid. Like, That's so. 
So you're saying like they're so bad at sucking, like they couldn't even get someone hard. Like it, it would be. I don't. I don't know what it means. They're That's... so unappealing. Sure. I mean, it sounds insulting, which is the point. Yeah. I don't know what else to tell you. Sack a flaccid, Ryan. All right. Chris is not amused. No, I, I'm. Uh, eh, well, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to make it onto Haber Bros. No, I'm trying to think of a way in which we could use the word flaccid that would be acceptable. Defi- it's definitely not sucking one. <laughs> no, that way is out. You ruled that one out. We've ruled that. It's safe to say. All right, Thomas. <laughs> okay. Should should we uh, do a countdown? What are you going to count down? Uh, last week, I don't know teams. States. Teams that are in the Big Twelve. I mean, these are very confusing <laughs> numbers at this point. The Big 12 had how many teams before Oklahoma and Texas left? Ten. The Big 12 had ten teams. Now they have eight. The Big 12 was previously, it's like the artist formerly known as Prince. The Big 12 was formerly known as, Thomas, do you know? Uh, the Big Eight. The Big Eight, yes. Okay, well, okay. But, but okay. Because, of, because of branding, like they can't call themselves the Big Eight again because they've been the Big 12. Can you can you name the schools that have left the Big Twelve since it was the Big Twelve when it was formed? Sure, Missouri. Uh, who's the other one that went to the SEC? <laughs> don't say, don't say. Huh? It was Missouri and Ryan. Do you know? No. Do we think that thirty percent battery oh, is going to be ah. enough to get us through this thing? I don't yeah. think so. Missouri, Texas A and M, Oklahoma, Texas, and- Texas two. Who am I you're, missing? You're, Colorado. You're miss- Colorado. And a- anyone else? Who else yeah. went to? Oh, uh, football yeah. players. Yeah, I- I'm sorry. The Big 12 had 14 teams, I think. Y- Utah went to the Pac 12, but they weren't in the Big 12. No. Was University it a Western Girl team? Scouts? <laughs> Arizona uh, State. No. No. It, no, they were always Pac 12. It, it's, it's a great plane school oh, that you're missing. Nebraska. Go Big Reds. Auschwitz coupon. Tim, play the intro. Now the story of an eclectic fan base who lost touch with reality and the one podcast that somehow holds them all together. It's the Substandard Expanded Universe. Welcome to the SSEU podcast, the Internet's premier bridge podcast. Mm. I, I, w- I will say. So actually, I actually did a, did a search. And there are podcasts that have, like, there's literally a podcast called The Bridge, which I think is called The Bridge because the host of it has Bridge in his last name, mm. which feels like cheating, but I, I mm. guess it's a, it's a good brand. Chris, do you have a favorite bridge? Ooh, that's a good question. I mean, there, there's so many. There's the I-35W bridge that collapsed in Minneapolis, oh, 12 years ago or so. There's that one. There's that's your the favorite? The one that there's- collapsed? <laughs> it's up there there's the tower bridge in london there's the brooklyn bridge there's the san francisco bay bridge there's the mackinac bridge in michigan can you guess my favorite bridge Ooh, uh, the, the the one uh the one from the tv show the bridge yes the, yeah uh, between uh, sweden and 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 the, the 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 dane place between malmo and copenhagen yeah Chip, uh, what, 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 do they, what do you call Copenhagen? Is it like Chippenham or something? Or chi- Chippenham. Chippenham. Brun is your favorite. Ryan, are you ready? I have a question for you. So was I not on mute the whole time? We just get, we're really good lip readers. Ryan, what is your favorite bridge? The secret bridge in 21 Bridges. 
<laughs> 22nd Bridge. I haven't seen that movie. Is that a spoiler? It is. They're, they're, that's like, they're like, okay, we've locked off all 21 bridges. And they're like, actually, there's 22 bridges. There's a bridge on a bridge. People don't know about that one. We are writing a script for... Uh, 23 bridges. What's that? We got to do at least 23 bridges to get over the secret bridge and 21 bridges. So really, there's 22 bridges, and it's, well, so if it's, we don't if we don't do at least 23 bridges, then what's the point? But it, it, it's like it's not like 21 Jump Street and 22. It's not a sequel. It's just a totally different. It's movie. a different thing. No, it's just. But it's better because it's got more bridges. I mean, it's it's in the bridge genre. Yeah. I mean, it's not like it's a totally different movie, but it's just like you know everybody wants a movie about bridges. But if you're not going to do more bridges, then why bother? Like, unless you unless you have like one or two bridges that I mean, that could you could go way the other way. But you don't like, want to go like 18. bridges. Like they tried that before. They tried that show Nash Bridges. <laughs> and <laughs> that, is it the one with Steve Nash and um, Steve Miles Nash Bridges and Miles Bridges? I mean, that would have worked, but unfortunately they got Don Johnson to play Steve Nash and it was just not that great. Do, do you have a favorite bridge movie though? I mean, like for reals, it would have to be like Bridge of Spies. That's a good one. I mean, how can you beat that one? Mark Rylance, Tom Hanks. I mean, it's not a bridge too far. Icelandic I think it's like one shy of there. <laughs> I realized that I've never seen The Bridges of Madison County. Is that a good movie? It has, I don't uh, think it is. I, mean, I don't think it is. I think it's like schlocky, isn't it? it like, I think it's, it's like about like Clint Eastwood has an affair with like, yeah. um, what's her name? Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. And like, I'm pretty sure it's Susan Sarandon. Susan Sarandon. Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> uh, Sigourney Weaver, Meryl Streep, and Susan Sarandon. They're all having an affair with Clint Eastwood. And <laughs> he's got to remember which oh, little women he goes over to get to which woman's house that he's having an affair <laughs> with. And but he can't go over the wrong bridge at the wrong because their husbands are standing right. on the other side of the bridge at specified <laughs> times waiting for him. So if he goes over the wrong bridge at the wrong time, her husband's there with a shotgun shooting at him because everybody knows because that's the thing. Everybody in the town knows that they're having an affair. So even the husbands, the husbands know they're being cut, but they also got to work. So when they're not working, he can go over that bridge to get to Sigourney Weaver's house. But if he goes over the bridge to when he's supposed to be going to Sigourney Weaver's house, but he actually goes to Meryl Streep's house, her husband's standing there with a shotgun blast right through the window. Yeah. And so yeah. that's why his truck no longer has windows. <laughs> I want I want to watch this movie now. Uh, there, we, we, are, we also haven't mentioned a, a bridge too far. With, uh, which is, which is fantastic. But before we jump to the bridge I too far, couldn't like, make it. That was a bridge. <laughs> Ryan couldn't finish it. Uh, but uh, like Clint Eastwood, like pulls up at the house and like he's like, "Who wants to sex the mule?" <laughs> and it's it's it just first things first. Uh, uh, I'm gonna need you to get this balloon out. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just starts talking to a chair. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I know he, what you're he, thinking. He thinks he's having an affair, but it's really, it's just <laughs> empty houses. I know what you're thinking. Did I shoot six bullets <laughs> or five? <laughs> Actually, I was thinking this balloon really stinks. <laughs> How many balloons did I pull out? I shouldn't have had the chili. <laughs> Speaking of the Little League World Series, so yeah, I don't know we if... I don't know if I have 
I don't think I have mentioned this to you guys, but one of my best friends in the U.S. Uh, got a job at uh, a college uh, in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, mm. where they play the World Series. Yeah. Uh, now, hang on. If Ryan hates college sports because it's, you know, <laughs> amateurs, teenagers oh. playing baseball, I'm sure, does not rank high on on his man in, in his estimation. Series is such a. It's such bad. I don't know. I mean, I used to like it because, you know, but it's just like I played on, you know, teams that we, we, we tried to make it. We went to, you know, we went to several like regionals to get into that. And that's where like I just learned to hate my coaches. So, but so, uh, so I have questions. So how are these, he was talking about like, there's a Nebraska team. There's a Texas team, and I'm so. How are these teams I, I selected? Think there's more than one. Well, it's team a democracy, Thomas. Each there's no. There's it's the Iowa. There's the, the Iowa straw poll. So it's supposed to be each little league. Like it's not supposed to be like a super team combining little leagues. The way it's supposed to be is that a little league like gets an all-star team from that one little league of 11 and 12 year olds. I'm sorry. And that's we, we're not talking about now. Do we have to bleep that? I think. He, yeah. So, so Mike Richards got fired <laughs> from jeopardy for saying the R word, right? So, so I can't say the M word. Can't. Okay. Uh, not sorry. if you, not if you want to be the next host of jeopardy, uh, Ryan, go on. So who's doing it now? Uh, so anyway, it's Oprah. Not, yes. There's a team from Texas. There's a team from, wherever uh, but it's not supposed to be like one team from each state it's supposed to be each little league battles in each you know county and then each state and then comes out as you know the winner of that state it's not like the best players from each state it's supposed to be the best players from a certain little league in each state but i don't think they really stick to that i have a feeling that they kind of stack the teams stack teams uh, okay. right, so I, I have another friend from St. Louis who played Little League and they got to go to, I think, Japan <laughs> and play Little League. How well, how did that work? How how did they? I don't know. There? Maybe they have their own Little League World Series. It's huh. uh, it wasn't technically Little League. So like we did this where um, we did it with Canada when I was like 14 or 15, where we had a kid from Canada come and look. We played the like. What was it what were they called there were some stupid games um between indiana and like some place in canada and it was like the best and this was supposed to be it was supposed to be the best players from indiana and the best players from this province of canada and we played each other. every other year we'd switch they'd come to indiana and then the players would all stay with players on the team and then the next time you'd go to canada and you'd stay with players in canada I mean, we did the same thing. It wasn't until like after we went to Tijuana and after we played the games that we found out it was just so that our coach could get cheap LASIK surgery. <laughs> he's like coming like like my mom had to drive all the way back because he's got don't like those things on my on his eyes, you know, like don't touch the pads. <laughs> I don't want to have to go back there. What, it's very what? unsanitary. One more little league thing. My my friend was talking about how uh, there's this uh, there's this girl playing for I believe the Texas team, and she's playing as the starting catcher. 
for that little league team. He thought that ESPN was dedicating a disproportionate amount of like airtime to her because like she's like number 20, like other girls have played previously. But anyway, and I made a comment that, well, she's a freaking catcher. Surely that's like the least important position in a team. And mm-hmm. I got I got chewed out because oh, I'm wrong. Yeah, you're pretty wrong. Yeah, I mean, you got you could take the pitcher and catcher and make them like their own position. Um, and they do. They call them the battery. Isn't that what they call them? Mm-hmm. They call them something. It may not be the battery. Battery pack. Why does it, why does battery sound like sound like it's right to me? It sounded right in my head. Speaking of lady little leaguers, who is that like dominant girl pitcher? She's got to be old now and like doing like tearing up UConn basketball or something together. You know the about? pitcher and catcher are known as the battery. I was right about that. Why yeah. did I question myself? Shouldn't that was a waste of time. What, you know what I'm talking about that, that, that girl who was like Monique yeah. was, was her name Monique? Wasn't this like five, four years ago? Like yeah. I remember, I remember seeing this in the news versus uh, binging it now. I am binging it. Let's see. Monet. Sorry. Monet Davis. All right. Let me bing Monet Davis. Yeah, what's she up like? I, I literally just binged um, dominant little league pitcher. She's 20 years old. Uh, where is she now? Sporting news from five days ago. She's working to become a broadcaster. I mean, that's that's the hard thing about, you know, peaking as a especially for girls. Middle school girls are phenomenal track athletes and don't necessarily develop into, you know, dominant high school or college athletes. Does that make sense? Just the way that their bodies develop. In 2014, she had a 70 mile per hour fastball. (laughs) She no longer plays baseball. She plays softball. She's an infielder at Hampton University softball team. So, what's even it? Are you going to ask what is softball or what is Hampton? Yeah, no, the latter. Like, I would have thought that she could get into a better college. Yeah, or I mean, again, a a dominant middle school basketball player. I remember, uh, you know, UConn has this dominant lady basketball program right and uh they the gino gino oriama offered her a uh, scholarship you know when she was 14 years old <laughs> he said come play basketball for me and it turns out she's not yukon basketball material i guess speaking of broadcasters do you have a rachel nichols take i don't because uh i, I would imagine that like barstool sports and a bunch of idiots hate her because she's woke but I, I, I don't have a take I have a hot take on sports personalities. It's that they have far less value than they think they have, you know, like whether or not Rachel Nichols thinks she's valuable to ESPN or this Taylor girl, like they are, I think they're fairly replaceable. That's my hot take. You know, who's not replaceable Lee Corso, Skip Bayless Corso. In what way is he not replaceable? Because no, no, like one no one could no one could put on that the the <laughs> the what does he put on his head like the the mascot yeah. heads whatever yeah, no one could do the, that quite like him Kirk Herbstreet he needs we need him we we need Kirk Herbstreet because no one ever has been a mediocre college quarterback before <laughs> 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 okay uh, uh, we, we couldn't uh, get like three hundred guys from Notre Dame who played quarterback to do what he does. <laughs> Yeah, so if any if anyone wants to like play hardball, you know, in negotiating with the network, like they're fairly dumb. And I'm not saying that's what Rachel Nichols did, but like they're they're unbelievably replaceable. Like you could pull Desmond Howard off of college game day and no one would miss him. We don't have too much time for today's episode. So Chris, I believe that you have notes on the last episode. I do, I do. Before we get to that, can can we do a little dudes chatting? 
I've had an eventful week. As you know, I'm getting used to living with a Colombian, but I'm going to save that for Afterglow. I could talk a, about you mean t- the person, the person. Yeah. The person who's in our house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know if you meant cigars. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the, the ground coffee upstairs. Oh, uh, I could talk about today being the first day of school uh, and the last day of elementary school for my daughter. But what I have for you today is much sexier. It is uh, sexy washer talk. Mm, bring it. Not dishwasher, mind you. The Zay- clothes, clothes washer. washer. Now, Ryan, I know that you recently went shopping for a clothes washer. Well, we ended up renting one for temper because you can't get a front loader up to a third floor <laughs> uh, washer because front loaders are very, very heavy. But where we are now, laundry room is right right off the garage on the first floor. So now we're going to go and go shopping for a... Do you know what that laundry room could double as? It sounds like it's a great location for like a horse bedroom. It could. Just plant it could that seed, yeah. Like there's a window. And if we just smash that window out and just put a, a fence there, he could just stick his head out as we walk <laughs> in. Yeah. And we could just um, keep that door shut all the time. And um, he could almost turn around in there. We had a friend who did a terrible sales job of offering a free washer to us. He said, well, it's been sitting in my garage for six years, but it's yours if you want it. And just thinking about a washer that's been sitting in a garage for six years with like mice crawling all up in it and uh, in just the state of that washer. It's also doubled as an emergency bathroom. (laughs) And, And like thinking about finding someone with a truck, borrowing the truck, loading it in the truck, driving it across town, getting rid of our thing, bringing the new one down the stairs, carrying the old one up. The stairs. I'm like, no, no, I just want other people to do all of that, no matter mm-hmm. what it costs. So we went washer shopping. It sounds uh, a lot like what I did for my friend when I gave him <laughs> my washer and dryer and help them move it and use my truck. Oh, you did that and for him. Then, Smash well, your I finger. Did with, I did it with him. And then I didn't talk to him <laughs> after that. Maybe that's where it's been for six years. Because it's been about six years. So maybe it's my washer and dryer that he's offering Maybe it is. <laughs> I, I'm confused. Chris, you turned down a free I washer? did. I did. It does sound like a lot of work. And I don't know if it's, a, if if it's, it's sitting around lo- for six years. If it's front loader too, that's even more... It is a front loader. And so it's heavy and like yeah. front loaders are notoriously like stanky if if like you keep them closed, like water gets kind of moldy in there. And, and also ganky. Like, uh, ganky. So, so you went online and you were like, which washer does Daisy Ridley recommend? Here's the thing. <laughs> she is not around to recommend washers anymore. I could not find any websites or a bulletin board. I walked around town looking for do you uh, posters th- indicating which one she prefers. Do you think it was just promotion for that third movie and she's not actually an expert in appliances? That, um, no, but then why But then she why just, would they put a poster up? She just stopped being in. She just stopped doing it. Yeah. Big, so, I mean, big, I had to do the research washer, myself. I had to do own. I had to do the consumer reports research and a, and a spreadsheet and all the things um, that she normally does for you. Yeah. I had to do that, you know, top load, front load, high so, efficiency so, agitator or impeller top load with agitator front question. load with club sauce. Uh, what? Question. Load. <laughs> it, it, 
is there in, in load the spread- load management load me in the yes, spreadsheet then is there an indicator or a variable or a column for how well it removes certain kind of stains uh, i was not able to let's just say i have a an internet filter that blocked many of those oh. websites as i tried to research the stains okay. Ma- so, like maybe i was just typing in the wrong stuff it's a stain blocker <laughs> there is an extension you can get on chrome it's a stain blocker okay so so and we all we- use chrome none of us use Anything besides Chrome. We've never even heard of Safari. So, I don't know Chris, what that is. I've been on a Safari, but I would never, never use that as a web browser. Me and Don Jr. go on Safaris all the time. Chris, that wasn't a Safari. That was a bus tour in New York City. Uh, but <laughs> so, Chris, wh- then why? Those were then what were with all the animals? Uh, okay. So, I mean, here's the thing like, me finding out that my washer was broken was. So we had uh, an entire week where we are over, not overwhelmed. We are occupied seemingly 24 seven with um, trying to communicate with somebody in our house who doesn't speak very good English. And um, in the course of the week, Meg. we're trying to, we're trying. <laughs> she doesn't drink that much. Pharmacists, they have their own language. <laughs> yes. <laughs> They're just like crushing pills and count, <laughs> counting counting pills. You like you snort every other one. <laughs> <laughs> but but we tried to give her space, like the laundry was next to her room. So like we just kind of gave her space. She did laundry, uh, and I had to break it to her. I don't think she understood what I said when I said like I don't. Like two days later, uh, I was like I did went finally Friday last Friday, I did a load of laundry, and I took it out of the washer and it's soaking wet. And I'm like, that's weird. Like, and so I just turned the washer to drain and spin. Hit start. It drained, but it didn't spin. Like that. And I, and oh, through like various uh, things I did to troubleshoot, I realized that agitator, like nothing's spinning, nothing's turning. It'll fill up <laughs> and then it'll drain. And so all of her clothes, like there was soap in there and it filled up and it drained. But um, she just assumed that like American washers, didn't like you, you just pull out like soaking clothes, like and put them in the dryer. Cause the one night, like the dryer was running for like three hours. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> um, so we didn't realize it was broken until Friday. We called to try to get, we, I called everybody to see who can come look at my washer. And the closest appointment I could get was Wednesday. So I had to wait until Wednesday for a technician to come and tell me that it's not repairable. <laughs> at which point I'm like, I think on Tuesday, I just had to go to the laundromat, guys. The laundromat. Like an animal. I dread, like I literally filled garbage bags full of dirty clothes and brought them to the laundromat and um, did laundry, like I said, at a laundromat. So anyway, I'm excited. Yeah. Thursday, we're getting the number one Consumer Reports top load washer. It's going to be great. Well, what her brand social is it? media was just complaining about American washing machines. Who, who's social media? Hers. <laughs> yeah, she's like, WTF is with my clothes aren't clean. I've been, dry, I've been drying my clothes for three hours now. <laughs> oh, all right. What what brand is your new washer? It is an LG. We went we went Korean, Thomas. I, I'd imagine you're pretty pleased with that. 
Uh, it's not an Electrolux, so I don't give a shit. Where, where's Frigidaire made? Uh, Frigidaire? Let me bing it. Uh, bing it! Look, go into their Wikipedia. Mm. Let's see what their Wikipedia says. Uh, their headquarters is in Charlotte. I was disappointed. Carolina. I was disappointed uh, to not get a GE because uh, does GE still own NBC? Like I prefer. Uh, no, no, no. Slow, slow they down. split. Okay. Frigidaire is owned by Electrolux. So Ooh, that's a division of Electrolux. Oh. Okay. Is that you what you got, Ryan? Those? Um, that's yeah. Every, there's uh, this new appliances here. Well, kitchen appliances, and they're all Frigidaire. You didn't know that you had Swedish. Uh... I know. Now I'm gonna have to tear them all out and be like. <laughs> I know that these are new, but these are no these Nokia things are crap. I have, sweet, I have a Swedish dishwasher. No. Uh, a Swede that comes in and washes my dishes. Do you know what the standard is when you live in an apartment building in Sweden? How you do your laundry? Like hang it on the balcony? No, I mean I mean you can if you want to, but like the standard in Sweden in, in rental units, in rental apartments, is that you have a communal laundry room that you book a time for. You do a you di- dry flush in the toilet. <laughs> oh, okay. You go there and you wash your clothes and dry them and whatever and then you bring them back back to your apartment. Oh so you schedule it you go online, you schedule a time to see uh, I talked to my sister, she does it online I don't do it online. I have this old fucking board where I have a key. I t- uh, like I place a key slot thing for the time I want. Turn your and key. I, and I lock it there. And then it's like launching a nuke from a submarine. Like <laughs> it's a little bit like that. It's a little bit like that. <laughs> can, I, can I ask you something? So I, you know, there's there's a bit of Twitter that's just like obnoxious people who are like, America's stupid because you are addicted to dryers. Um, and like this guy got dunked on because he didn't realize that, you know, dryers are actually a good thing and not just American. Um, this, I think he might've been Australian and thinking that like, Oh, you're too impatient to wait for like clothes to dry. Like when you hang them in your apartment, um, are, are dryers pretty universal in, in Sweden? Yes. Okay. You, you look at me like I'm crazy. Okay. No. Yeah. I, I... You hang them in your apartment. In yeah. Australia, yeah, and he was like really well, condescending. He was condescending it really about it too. Humid there is it must hum- is Australia dry or is it because I guess if it's humid, you hang something outside. It's more it, wet. It stays wet. wet. <laughs> Red velvet. Red oh, velvet. Ryan, have you been watching uh, the Bad Batch? Um, not uh, since the last time we talked about it. I think we watched well, the first three episodes. Okay, I haven't watched it for a while either. But like, my kids keep reminding me of the New Zealand. Like, the New Zealand accent is my favorite accent, and like everyone on that show, because they're all like clones, they all have that New Zealand accent. Oh, and so yeah. like one of the characters' name. Oh, I'm gonna mess it up now. Rika. There's you know Rika and Rika? Omega. So like my kids like walk around saying Omega Greek. Rika. All right, guys, uh, are you ready for my halftime report? Uh, no, so it's not a halftime report. This is my Andy Levy rundown from last week. Thomas, you had an excellent episode. Uh, I just I just want to give you a little little Andy Levy ask. It's not a halftime report, whatever. Thomas, I love the anti-Canada bit. We do not criticize Canada enough on this podcast. That needs to become one of our things. Uh, I loved it. You said it's filled with fake priests. Canada is so anodyne and unimportant that it's hard to get angry about it. But like your rant was awesome. It's it, You said it's the worst country besides New Jersey. Their PM... Their prime minister is only prime minister because of dad and his luscious head of hair. 
Yes. This is this is good stuff, Thomas. It's cold 11 and a half months out of the year. Their only chain restaurant is Tim Hortons. They have Mounties and they can't be taken seriously. That is uh flag. You need to put that like our next clip show needs that rant. Mm, if, yeah. if you I mean, if your police is called Mounties, how am I supposed to take you seriously? <laughs> I mean, it's really hard. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, even just the, the, the way they're dressed with, with the red. Yeah, it's it's dumb. So. And they all want to be Americans anyway. Like what? Like 90% of Canadians live within 15 miles of the U.S. border or something like that? Garbage country. Well, it's not just garbage. It's just like they deserve our hate. I, I don't understand why the queen even wants them anymore. Being such an inoffensive people makes me angry. At least stand for something, right? Guys, I got a the distinct impression listening to the episode that that Matt does not listen to this podcast. <laughs> but but I like how he makes up facts on the fly. You know, how he like at first I was like uh disagreeing. I'm like that's that is not true. He said 70% of cocaine consumption occurs in Miami. And and then like he doubled down on it. <laughs> I he know. said, actually, in about four nightclubs, in the beaches, and do you remember what he said? In the water. <laughs> I would love to watch was, someone like trying to do a line from the water. I was, I was like, 70%. That can't be. And then he just kept going. And I was like, okay, this is, I'm on board with this now. He said, he said, that's definitely not something I made up right now. <laughs> right. But he said it so convincingly that oh, like, I know. I you was thought like, that he believed it. Yes, I did. And I was just like, uh, he, I mean, who am I to argue with Matt? He seems pretty smart. I guess he knows. <laughs> what, I don't what, know what, why he's looking this up, but yeah, I guess well, that's I mean, right. Wasn't Matt on the show too when, when we discussed, was it NBA players and strip clubs? That is from a study that someone or like a whole uh, study that someone did about James Harden, though. So, yeah, that came from that came from was Reddit. It, no, it was from Reddit. That was legit. no, 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 no. I think it was a University of Missouri study. Was it? And I definitely did not make that up just now. OK, anyway, Chris, <laughs> Chris uh, do, you have, do you have more? I, I like that that Matt felt bad for Ryan, who, you know, hates talking about college sports. And felt the need to pretend that Matt had to pretend like he hates them as well, you know, um, and like he made the argument that mm. what well, this is. I mean, this this makes sense to me because basically he said college sports fans are the only fans who are stupid. And I mean, it's it's demonstrably true that the only stupid sports fans are college sports fans. Fact. Could you guys have possibly given me a spoiler warning uh, for the Ted Lasso talk? That would have been incredibly helpful. I'm sorry, Chris. We should have been clear about that. But or since up, up to the second episode, I think it was that they had seen. Since you uh, spoiled it for me, I did. You know, can you at least give Americans some credit? Um, we know what relegation is like no, this. Like we're not idiots. I mean, every single good leader is good at relegation. I mean, this it's it's important for if you don't relegate. If, if you don't relegate, like you have to do all the work. So then you're all a great leaders. Manager. Yes, are great at relegation. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so so like don't don't like I know there's a stupid you 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 Europeans think you're smarter than us. Some managers are too good at relegations. They relegate all their responsibilities to their uh, underlings. Yeah. And, and they have no control and yeah. like, that's not good either. 
No. So Ted Lasso is a good re- like. You don't want one hundred percent relegation. No, no, he's good at relegation. The appropriately, yeah, you know, the appropriate amount of relegation. Yeah. Uh, I, I sit corrected. You, you you're proving me wrong. Uh, Thomas, your joke, or I don't know if it was yours or Matt's, um, that the, psych- the psychologist was brought in to play the straight. That was a good joke. <laughs> that was a good joke. That's all. I'm done. You didn't Thank talk you. about how they made you not want to watch PCU, even though they both said they liked it. <laughs> what they described the way, like they're both like right. talking about how much they like it. And then when they were, t- the way they were describing it made me think like, I would hate this movie. Right. I'd- like dur- during the description, like it sounded like they hated it. And at the end they're like, it was great. I was like, you wouldn't no, hate even, it. You even wouldn't find it funny. Thought- okay. I mean, but it just sounds, it sounds, I, maybe it's just that I hate Jeremy Piven. That that may be the whole the entire thing. I I, I don't I don't see why you look. I, I don't, Ryan, I don't understand how you could love Entourage and hate uh, Jeremy Piven. So no, like, that's that, that's just I don't, love those things Entourage don't so much. I think those that, don't match together. That like um, seeing him do anything else, I hate it. I hate it. He just if he's not in Entourage, then <laughs> Ryan, if I watch Primer for you, you can watch PCU for me, and and we'll okay. we'll call it even. Uh, a primer is the gift that keeps on you because you can watch it over and over. I mean, we're going to talk primer in a minute, but uh, Ryan, can I ask, like, is it primer or is it primer? <laughs> imprimer. Imprimer. Okay. Imprimer. Okay. So do you guys want to talk about primer? No, I got a couple of things first. I have a Jack Morris update. Who? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jack Morris <laughs> is known as an all around great guy. Um, Ryan, what was the thing you were telling us a couple of years ago that like, he gave like none of the so so usually you bring in veterans to like be good in the clubhouse like they teach the young guys yeah, so it was a it was a it, i think this story was in the MVP machine book and it talked about how near the end of Jack Morris's career there was a rookie that came up to him in spring training <laughs> and was like just like wanting to soak up like any info he's just like He's just like, you know, is there anything, any tips you can give me? I just want, you know, I just want to like sit around and can I just watch you like watch you go through your warm up? Just watch like what what you do. Like, I just think you've had such a long and great career. Like, I hope I could have a career just half as long as just heaping the praise on him. And Jack Morris just like, fuck you, Rook. Why? So you could take my job. <laughs> no, don't watch. Stay the hell away from me. And basically it was just like. I kept, kept him away from him, intentionally not letting him learn anything. Uh, so I Google Jack Morris and he looks like someone who pays for sex. But Chris, go on. Well, well uh, let's just say I also used to think that my cousin dated Jack Morris, but it was Jack McDowell. That every time yes. we talk about him, it's actually <laughs> Jack McDowell that my cousin was engaged to. Oh, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. So anyway, Thomas, he recently got suspended from his job as an analyst. Um, not a therapist, just an analyst. And uh, Thomas, let's just say if you were in charge of the network, you probably would not have suspended him. He got suspended for... Um, I don't know how we could talk about this without... Uh, I'm not going was... to do the voice. <laughs> Let's just say on the air, he was imitating an Asian accent. Let's just say that. And hold on. And what were what was the exact quote? How, how about we just play it here? <laughs> okay, that's right. Yeah, we can't get faulted for just like playing. You know, can we also do uh, what's his name? Is it 
was it Mickey? Not Mickey Rourke. Who? <laughs> not Mickey Rourke. Who is? Who's the terrible? The, who's the American actor who played the Asian person in Breakfast at Tiffany's? Like it was like if you watched it, you would just like want to hide. It was. It's so cringy. Anyway, he, he, here's uh, Jack Morris as uh, Shohei Otani. Now, what do you do with Shohei Otani? Be very, very careful. You walk him. He just said, "Be very, very careful." I don't <laughs> see how that could be. Okay. I, I, have, I, have just, I have just two more things, and then we'll talk primer. That's what Jack Morris said. Do you guys have anything else to add to it? Nope. I just. This is just a Jack Morris update. Okay, Chris, we, go on. He's part of the show now. Uh, we've talked about <laughs> Ryan's cousin dated him. Yep. <laughs> him and Jack McDowell were in a throuple with my cousin. So the other thing, I, I uh, encountered some news, and it's too good to uh, to actually verify. Mm-hmm. Stop but, fact checking. Don't stop fact, fact checking. Okay, Thomas, do you know the name of the tallest building in the world? It's the Burj Khalifa in Dubai. Right. Yes. Yes. Fun fact about the Burj Khalifa. Don't fact check this. It's too good to be true. Despite being, okay, this website's commun- communist. They say it's 828 meters high. Um, the fun fact is that it is not connected to a municipal wastewater treatment system. And what that means is that every day a bunch of trucks come and pick up the poop and the poop from the tower, from the residents of the tower and the people who work there is trucked out. What if there's some kind of weather event in which for a week the trucks what? can't get to? Do, do, do we know how much is trucked out per day? That's a great question. Like that would be a fun factoid. Like 30, I mean, we could make up anything. Like 3,000 trucks a day of poop are removed. It's got to be 3,000. Yeah, so, it's like, yeah, it's, just imagine 3,000 trucks a day build it, worth of poop building up it's this. 10 tons it's 15 tons like yeah who, who knows yeah and, and if there's a hurricane you know or a weather event i mean it would take years to to like uh to to clear through that backup so to so to speak it would be rushing running out into the hallways but chris you also have a movie quote uh this is a show quote and this is my last thing oh. and then we'll talk about the movie so uh you know i've been re-watching Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Um, after realizing, re-realizing how great it is, and there, there, there are, every episode has, has like three lines that are just unbelievably quotable. But this one, I save for this show. Kimmy says to what's her name, Jane Krakowski. I forget her name on the show. She says, "I'm saying this because you're my friend, and not because you're paying me. Your anus really is responding to the lasers." <laughs> And speaking of primers, the movie that we watched for this week is Primer from 2004. Primer is directed by Shane Carruth, written by Shane Carruth, produced by Shane Carruth, starring Shane Carruth. Uh, Thomas, a- Thomas, I watched the, the credits. Yeah. Ryan, did you watch the credits? All of the, the food was provided by a male and female Carruth, which... I can only assume are his parents. <laughs> Probably were. So, so this is 2004, and the movie supposedly had a budget of seven thousand dollars. Which, in like today, you can see every single dollar on the screen. No, but like in today's dollar value, that's probably like 
I don't know, 70 million, maybe. I, I, uh, probably, yeah. Don't, uh, don't fact check it. Yeah, it, it, it had a box office of $841,000. That is several times the budget. So uh, obvious. Huge. Yeah, just several times. Yeah. It's like three times or something. Maybe even four. It made the uh, money back, I think. <laughs> Shane Carruth uh, has a degree in mathematics. Uh, he's a former engineer, and he decided to make this movie about a couple of engineers where Carruth's goal was to um, portray scientific discovery in a down-to-earth and realistic manner. Done. Uh, <laughs> Okay, uh, Chris, you recently, like yesterday, watched this movie. Could, could you give us a big boy plot summary? No. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, you have seen the movie 25, 40 times. Could you give a big boy review of it? No. <laughs> Instead, allow me to, uh, uh, as soon as I finished the movie, I Googled Primer Explained. <laughs> And the first link I clicked on, here's here's the opening paragraph of the article. I'm sure I've read this. Primer is not just a film. It is an elaborate science puzzle. It is a film that makes Inception look like a pizza commercial. To fully, I don't know why it's a pizza commercial. But... <laughs> to fully understand each and every aspect of Primer requires multiple viewings. Correct. Yeah, when you checked. finally get the film... Don't be surprised if you feel ecstatic and victorious, not very difficult or not. I'm sorry, not very different from how you feel when you are able to solve a difficult puzzle. I don't know about that. (laughs) Which, Ryan, let me ask you this. Um, Should I have read the explainer or should I just watch the movie another 20 times to figure out what the hell did I just watch? (laughs) I mean, uh, both. (laughs) Because like even after I've read this explainer, I've like gone through and watched it again. Like, oh, now I, I see that. I mean, so I've been I the first time I saw this movie was probably in 2005 or 2006. So I've been watching this movie for, <laughs> for you know, 15, 15 years. years. <laughs> and like, you know, there are times when I'll watch it. Like I remember probably like 10 years ago. I, I, I remember, I think I watched it like three times in a row and I was like, and I think I could explain it then, but then like, you know, I won't watch it for a couple of years and I'll like forget and I'll go back and watch it again and be like, Oh, right. Right. I've got a, <laughs> there, that there's this. And like, so many things are just, I don't even know why they're in there. Some oh, okay. Stuff. So, so, so slow down. So we are now going to enter spoiler territory. So <laughs> the, the movie, if we could possibly spoil. <laughs> yeah. No, the, the movie is about uh, Aaron and Abe working out of the garage. They're two engineers. They're in a, a company of four people. It's like something, whatever. The, the, yeah. This is like their extra. This is like their, they're supplementing their income. It's by, their side hustle. Yeah, by like trying to invent things, and they've and they've clearly they've got they've made something that there's I can't even remember what it is. What are they selling um, through the mail? It's like um, like CDs, like Columbia House or something. Yes, that's what it is. They're stuffing envelopes for Columbia <laughs> House, BMG, and they're doing it. They're they're doing it out of Aaron's garage. They want to do more than that, and they they start they they want to work on this. Uh, they call it the box or whatever. Yeah. 
and they need to get spare parts for it. And so they like, uh, they raid the fridge, they raid a car. They need a catalytic converter. They need parts from the refrigerator because they need the copper from the refrigerator. So they're taking these things apart and and assuming that like in the the refrigerator was apparently a Christmas gift at one point, (laughs) which... Merry Christmas, honey. <laughs> yeah, it's a very uh, anyway. sitcom Christmas gift. Yeah. Uh, anyway, this is this is all in the beginning. They are trying to like get parts for this, and they they make this box and they put it together. And the the box. Uh, so, Chris, am, am I the only one who's surprised that their invention did not turn out to be a sex robot? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, did you recognize Abe, Chris, from I Flaked? Basically, mm-hmm. the only other thing he's been in is Flaked, that Netflix show with yeah. uh, Will, Will Arnett. Who is he in Flaked? He's his best friend that he lives. Oh, wow. No, I didn't. Like, because they're yeah. like 10 years removed and he's got that's a beard. The reason, and, yeah. yeah. That's okay. the reason I watched Flaked. Okay. Because I saw that he was the co-star. I was like, he's, he's- in something else. <laughs> wow. He, yeah, he I is- did. I did. Not, but now you say that, like, it's it's obvious. I should have noticed. He is also apparently a minor character in Argo. And I, oh, I remember reading that before and I forgot to like go and see who he is. But yeah, I think he is he like uncredited in it. No, it, his name is John Titterton. I no <laughs> idea who that. Uh, okay, anyway. okay. I, have an, I have another question though. Like, uh, yeah. did either of you or is it just me? Did either of you have ethical qualms about watching this movie? I mean, I know that <laughs> That cancel culture is a thing, and but like we should be able to appreciate a piece of art, even if uh, even if it's produced by somebody who has maybe a problematic past, right? Acknowledging that, the fact that that Ray Carruth, the writer, <laughs> director, Ray producer, and whose parents paid for the lunches and dinner and all the food <laughs> for the crew and cast, that Ray Carruth. Um, killed his girlfriend and what was in jail for years. And you know, then he, like, we're, we're supposed to watch this movie and forget about that. I think you don't even have to go to Ray Carruth because I'm pretty sure Shane Carruth. Let's see. From 2011 to 2018, Carruth was in a relationship with Amy Simetz. Simetz obtained a restraining order against Carruth in 2018 and 2020 and a permanent restraining order in 2020 citing years of domestic and emotional abuse, abuse and harassment. Caruth has denied these. Okay. Yeah. And that does, we, 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 we don't, we don't have any time for that. We're here to talk about the movie. They invent this box, which they end up realizing can be used for time travel. Grow fungus. Oh, (laughs) because they put a, they put two weebles or they put a weeble in the in the box a wee bowl weevil like and marijuana it 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 and it grew so much pr- how many months of protein i don't know a lot like they ask a sci- <laughs> they ask a scientist how long would it take for this to grow and the answer is a very very long time yeah and he's like this isn't real which wait hang on like and we all each of us watching this were like you know what the potential is here <laughs> time travel yeah. <laughs> I mean, did we not all like sit up straight when we heard that like fungus was growing in there? No, I, I still had no idea what this movie was about. 
and then <laughs> right, 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 exactly. It's and, like and and then in a in a scene a little bit later, they're like, "Hey, well, we're going to go into this storage unit. Just just trust me." Like. <laughs> It's, it's safe. yeah. So it's like okay. So they're not going to build a sex robot, but he's definitely going to murder his friend, right? <laughs> he is going to murder his friend. They're, they're waiting. He's like just, outside. just trust me. Just go get in this box. Like it'll be okay. <laughs> they're, it's they're definitely wait- a prank when he sees when he sees somebody that looks like him off looks the distance. Like him, yeah. He's <laughs> like that kind of looks like me. It's not a prank. Uh, I would okay. never do that to you. <laughs> All right. So so slow down. So okay. So this- everyone's going to be confused because it sounds like we're making fun of the movie, but I think we all really liked it. So the first time. So who? who what's the name of the first guy that does the time? The time. Abe. Abe. Well, right. well, hold on. From our point of view, watching it, it's Abe. Right. right. But so, so, actually, it's possible that Aaron had already. Right, ignore, gone back ignore, in time right, because ignore, there were multiple failsafe boxes. I think. Ignore that for now. So, and we don't Abe, know but, whether or not the top stopped spinning. <laughs> that different Abe, movie. Abe is the one that we see that he's. We see him telling Aaron about it first. Abe is the blonde guy, and uh, we see him telling Aaron. Uh, because he takes him through all the, you know, shows him, oh, look how much protein this is. And Aaron seems to be as confused as we are to where like, why are you showing me this? Who cares? Who cares? And then they go to the storage center and they sit and, and like they're working through, he pretends he's working through like, okay, so how would we do it? I guess we would, um, we would need somewhere that's like, that could lock and that's ventilated that nobody could get into. And then, like the camera pans back and they're parked outside of a storage center. He's like, Oh, well, like a storage, like a storage facility. And then he says, okay, then Abe is telling Aaron this next part, like, it's not a trick. Don't like, I would never do that to you. And then he's like, what, what are you talking about? He's like, just watch. He gives him the binoculars. He looks and he sees himself. Not himself. He or sees, no, he sees he's he sees yeah, Abe. Abe. He sees another Abe. Abe is standing right next to him, and yeah, Abe walks and, out of this building. It, walks out, of this, and so showing him that he already has done everything that they're kind of figuring out. And he right. says he wanted Aaron to kind of like figure it out with him rather than just show him. Yeah, and at that point, is he wearing the the earphone? Or am I thinking of a different <sighs> they, scene so where it's like where, where you're see, where you're like, why is he wearing the earphone? And then yeah, like later see, they cut that. I don't think at this part. I think this is the yeah. actual first time right. okay. that they're doing this because there are they do cut in scenes here and there where um yeah. where Aaron is wearing an earpiece and you're like it doesn't really explain. And he says he's listening to March Madness. <laughs> March Madness. Right. Right. Well, he's not actually listening to March Madness. No, he's listening to a recording of all of the conversations that he's going to have that day so that he can somehow reset everything. Like, I I thought I understood the movie until it's the middle of the night where they are driving through the neighborhood and they're like, oh, hey, who's sitting in that car? And And that's like the girlfriend's, one of the girlfriends, that's Abe's ex-girlfriend's dad. Yes, Thomas. And Thomas he's something. somehow like all insane because at some point in the future, he finds out about it and he has come back to this point through one of the fail-safe devices, which are running the whole time. And with and since the fail-safe device was started the very first time, 
that any of them time traveled, if you sit in that long enough, because like basically you have to sit in the box for the amount of time that you want to go back in time. Right, right. Like th- this is how they do it. Like this is how right. when they are doing their day trades, they sit in it for like a day. Yes. And they will so they're, start. They're, well, so they they go, they 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 sit in a hotel for six hours and then they go sit in the in the box for six hours, which takes them back six hours from when they sat in the hotel the whole time. So they, they have six hours worth of trade. So their days end up being like 36 hour days. Right. Uh, because they actually have to like, uh, like live all of that time. Even if they're going back, they have to live the six hours going backwards right. in time. So, so you are, so like, if you kept doing this, you would still be getting older. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're still, yes, like even if you go back in time, you're still older than you were uh, at whatever time you go back to by like double the amount of time, basically, that it's been. Like it takes 12 hours to go back six hours. Right. And so their idea is that, oh, well, we go back just a day uh, for when the stock market opens and we yeah. will know which stocks have risen during that day and we yeah. can invest and we can make some money. Yes. And so they do that several times mm-hmm. and they hit some pretty good and they try not to do any that are like too crazy, not because mm-hmm. they try not to raise too much suspicion. Um, and then this, this starts having like physical effects on them. Um, first, like their bodies, like, first of all, they're just so tired because their days are 36 hour days. And then, um, and then it gets to where they can't, their handwriting, like they can't write anymore. Um, their handwriting is just uh, terrible. And they don't, you know, they don't, they say, it looks like I'm trying to write with like the wrong hand. Right. Yeah. And yeah. And I, and I, we, we get like, um, one of them starts to bleed out of his ear yeah. when yeah. they are traveling. And so they have no idea what kind of like, um, long-term effects, uh, this being in the box for this amount of time is having on them. And because they're both also outside of the, 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 like the stuff they're doing together, eventually they both start doing like extra time travel on their own for like their own projects and stuff because it, it, at some point there's like they're awake uh, they're in the same timeline as they're at as themselves and so then they're switching they're like they're chloroforming um their double their double basically the right right like, like a future abe sedates original abe yes uh in order to try to prevent him from doing this yes so at at some point we realized that aaron aaron wants to make this bigger and he wants to do more with it and he wants to like expand it as much as he can and but abe at some point realizes no this is terrible we should have never invented this and so abe's whole goal is he's trying to go back to stop them from so he goes back to the original timeline and he keeps and he keeps messing with their device as they're trying to invent uh as, as they're initially mess uh, playing uh, playing around with the box he keeps like removing parts to make sure it doesn't mm-hmm. work and if they get past that he'll he'll do something else 
uh, he even gets to where he says like he'll like blow up the garage or something like that if he if he has to to keep them. And so basically that Abe, he's just going to live out his days trying to keep, make sure that they that that original timeline, those guys, they can just live and they don't ever invent this thing. Yes. And he tells but Aaron wants to kill the original timeline Aaron and be him and be with his wife and kids. And Abe tells him, no, you just go do whatever you want, but don't come back here. I'll be watching and I'll kill you if you come back here. And so then at the, the end of the movie, we see Aaron in this giant warehouse building right. some kind of giant version of the box, like in, in somewhere in South America. Yeah, I like. I, I I don't know where. Like, it's really funny because they're like French-speaking workers uh, trying to be like. It, it's yeah. great. Uh, anyway, and all right, all right. So this movie is how long is it? An hour and nineteen minutes. An hour and nineteen minutes. Uh, it's the the first the first fifteen minutes seem really clear to you. Like you're like, they're yeah. in this, they're in this garage. They're trying to like make the company work. They build this fucking box. And they the don't rest... want their friends to find out about it. <laughs> no, but the rest of the movie, I, you, you recommended it. You said that you have watched it a bunch of times. Um, <laughs> as you can see on this TV here, this is actually primer. This is my third time watching it. I'm at minute. It's a little over an hour into the movie, and I'm like, "What? What's happening?" It was released in 2004, and oh. you were what? Were you still in college at that time, or? Yeah, yeah, I was, and I, but I don't think I saw it right away. I think um, I think the first time I saw it was probably a couple years after it came out. It was definitely a DVD that, and it was like, I don't, I, th- I probably saw it on like some like um some website that was just talking about like um like because I, I think i remember seeing it described at one time people talked about it as like the most like realistic time travel movie ever made but and it seems realistic only in that it's so low tech but it's not really i don't think there's anything actually realistic right, like, like, but like shane Cruz, like he he will like consult on major movies that are going to do time travel, like for um, what's the one that Ryan Johnson um, made with uh, Bruce Willis and uh, um, uh, the, the Divergent? No, with Bruce mm-hmm. Willis and um, Hit Record Joe, uh, uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt. Um, uh, what's that one called? It's where uh, George Gordon Levitt Levitt plays Looper plays Looper. Um, so Joseph Gordon Levitt plays a younger version of Bruce Willis in Looper, and they're like time traveling. They like they send people back in time, and his job is to like as a hitman. It like the person just comes back in in time. He comes back from the future. He has like a bag over his head and is chained up. And it's just your job. You don't ask any questions. You just shoot him. Like you're in the past and you just shoot him because that's how they figured out how to get around laws of, uh, of like hiding the bodies in the future is they send them back in time and they have hitmen in the past that kill them. And then they have like a bar of like gold 
like tied to their body. And so then you just bury the body and you get the gold. And that was his job until at one point, um, every hitman's life ends by their future self is sent back to them to kill. And so that's when you know that at when you die is when you you end up killing yourself. Okay, so I haven't seen Looper. I probably need at some point because... So his goal was to portray scientific discovery in a realistic manner. Like, I'm not sure. Like, they're, they're just putting together this fucking box. Like, I, I get his point that a lot of scientific discoveries happen by accident. accident sure. But, but we don't is, even know, like, what, what, what were they trying to do? We're not even... They're just like putting different gases and <laughs> they're just putting different gases in a box and the, uh, you know, video taping it. Like, um, yeah, I think like, but I think that's part of what he wanted. He didn't, I, I don't think like he wanted to have to explain the science behind what they were doing because no, he probably I, can't. It is probably, no, and I mean, that, that's not important. Yeah, uh, for this movie, like it's it's just I give it I I give it uh, sixteen butterflies. Uh, Ryan, 16. what what is your rating? I give it um, twelve Febreze bottles. And okay, if you're that, having paint sprayed downstairs, you need a lot of Febreze bottles to not spill the paint. Um, but uh, it, it, it but it's also like it's a little bit of Fargo too. Because once, like, um, you know, uh, it can be used to make money, like, like greed starts to uh, take over. And so, you know, to where you're, you know, talking about killing yourself, like killing the other version of yourself to take over their life. I never thought that I could enjoy a $7,000 movie this much, but <laughs> it is... It is fantastic. Like, it's really good. Like, when people ask me, like, my answer for, like, tra time travel movies so far have been, like, Interstellar. Uh, yeah. That's that's my favorite. It probably still is my favorite, but Timer yeah. is somewhere up there in the top five. Steven Spielberg, or no, Steven Soderbergh described Shane Carruth as the illegitimate offspring of David Lynch and James Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> So he's he made another movie, Upstream Color, um, which was a lot more um, big budget and uh, or not. It still was like an indie, but um, it was I have not watched that one as much or, or as uh, as many times. I think I've seen Upstream Color twice. And it's also very good. It's it's weird. It's it's got a lot of similar. It's a little bit of sci-fi, actually a lot of sci-fi, but it, and it's weird in different ways. Um, I don't think it's as good as Primer. It's not as like it doesn't like drag you in, but it's it's still very good. I like um, how you say big budget. <clears throat> yeah, it's it was like a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, at the most. <laughs> yeah. uh, they're on Wikipedia, the range is between 50 and 100K. <laughs> right. There, he's got this movie that he's been supposedly working on the script for basically ever since Primer came out. And people have been wanting him to uh, release it. What's the one that, uh, what's it called? 
the dead uh, center is that it that's who's oh i forgot he's in tales from the loop also i think that's why i started re-watching uh this movie again because he's in he's in the end of tales from the loop there's some movie that i used to know what it was that he's been working on for a long time and he's basically kind of said he's probably never going to finish it okay so we uh i I recommend Primer. Uh, I don't care what that Ryan definitely recommends Primer. I, I'm not sure about Chris. He he I watched get it as on... many people dragged into this thing as I can. Uh, yeah, we. Uh, I I'm gonna go Bing Primer explainers uh, as soon as we're done here. What are you doing with the rest of your day? What are the sweaty old men doing in your house? They're still finishing the floors. There's some painting in the master bathroom that needs to be done. Maybe a little bit of tile work in the master bathroom. Could we get for the Patreon, could we get a video tour of, of the Kinney Palace mm. where, when it's done? Oh, sure. We might, maybe I'll take a picture of like what the bathroom looks like right now. Or I'll send a picture of what the bathroom looked like when it started, like when we, when I first saw it, which was completely gutted. Because the horse lived in it. That is all for this week. We will see you again next week. Don't Thank you for living your bathroom. Thank you for listening. Also, tune into the Sub Beacon, but mostly tune into the SSEU podcast. Thank you and good evening.